Welcome to Get Sharad, the show that explores long-held beliefs, pain points, and healing from trauma. I'm your host, Sharad, and while I may not have all of the answers, I do have all of the questions. Let's explore together. Today, I want to talk about um, being an empath and a feeler. Uh, First, I kind of want to talk a little bit about the difference between the two. I think it's really important to understand that, um, in my opinion, being a feeler will probably lean more towards uh, a spiritual gift, and then being an empath leans more towards being like an emotional intelligence gift. Um, And oftentimes, as an empath, uh, we work out our gift of being an empath mostly because of trauma that we have sustained in our lives to become, for our senses to become heightened and our awareness of others' emotional states becomes so honed and so specific, mainly for our own survival's sake. So with those two definitions, I want to talk about most often... Um, when we work with these together, they can be really, really overwhelming, in my opinion, because we don't really know um, we don't really know how to apply them in everyday life where we're not subjected to being overwhelmed by external stimulation. So before I go into break down that sentence, I want to be very clear: I have been an empath and a feeler my entire life. I I have been able to walk in rooms and know the mood. I can walk in grocery stores. Um, there have been times in my life when I've walked into malls and I've just been so overwhelmed or I get so exhausted. If I uh, attend a party where there's lots of talking and loud music playing, I I usually only stay for about an hour because I get so overwhelmed and exhausted mainly because of the overwhelming external stimulation. So as we go into this, um, I, want to, I want to talk about a little bit of my process in, in my discovery of learning not only how to manage the gift, but how to utilize it for the benefit of other people to bring about healing, both for myself and for those around me. I think most often as I walk through life in this gift, I think I'm going to delineate a little bit walking through life in this gift when a really great thing to understand is when we have emotions, most often we begin to believe that we embody the emotion. So we cannot be separate from our emotion. And so there's a skill that I've learned to develop, um, a psychological skill where you learn to observe your emotion while you're also experiencing it. This doesn't mean that you're disconnected. It doesn't mean that you're disassociated. It means that you're able to simply observe your emotion as a part of yourself rather than allowing it to completely consume and override all of your functions as a person. When I begin to practice interacting with my emotions in this way, 
this is what really began to give me freedom as an empath or feeler because I began to observe that these things that I was experiencing when I was coming into contact with these um, atmospheres or people, right? I learned that I could actually simply be aware of what was occurring in my emotional space energetically or in my physical space energetically without giving over all of my function to what I was encountering. And so the really interesting thing that this enabled me to do was to observe that I could hold space for these things that I was encountering. Why is this so important that we learn to observe what is occurring in ourselves and hold space for it? In my opinion and limited experience, I would say the entire goal was so that when I walk into a space, I can shift the current atmosphere or when I encounter a person, I can shift their emotional state of being. And the reason we do that is to help people engage in healing. It's not... It's not about control. It's not about manipulation. It's about offering hope and healing where there's pain and suffering. And so one of the ways that I begin to do this is I had to practice coming into an awareness, number one, of how I was holding my space. And so here's the practice that I use. I I usually start with three areas that everyone can identify with. I... Um, the three areas are how I feel about my body, how I feel about my finances, and how I feel about my destiny or purpose. And in each of those arenas, I rate myself on a scale of one to 10. One being everything is absolutely amazing and perfect and nothing could be different. And 10 being like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to quit life. This is too overwhelming. Okay. And so I would rate myself, how am I feeling about my body today? I'm at, I don't know, a four. How am I feeling about my finances? Oh, I'm sitting at like a six. How do I feel about my purpose and my destiny? I'm honestly, today I'm feeling like at a two. I'm feeling pretty great about that. And so then what I would do is, in this space of evaluating these things, then When I would enter into another atmosphere or when I'd enter into the grocery store, I would reevaluate how I felt about those things. And most often I would find that my numbers would be way different. And that's when I realized that I was encountering um, the atmosphere of other people in the places I was going into. And so I really began to practice. I would be at home. And I would sit in a space all by myself and I would get still and I would invite love and peace into the space to speak to me about how I felt about my body, how I felt about my finances, and how I felt about my purpose and my destiny. And I would begin to hold the truth of what I learned in a space and I would hold on to it. I'd anchor myself in that spot. So 
let's say that while you're at home doing this practice yourself, you're inquiring love about your body or your finances or your purpose. Let's say that in each of those areas, you anchor at a really solid three. But then when you meet up with a friend for coffee or you go to the mall or you go to the grocery store, you recognize that all of a sudden, all of those numbers are targeting like sevens, eights, and nines. When you begin to experience that shift, you can feel the seven, eight, or nine. It's really important to remember how you anchored yourself earlier in the day when you found yourself at a two. And then what you want to do is you want to take three deep breaths and fill your space with what you anchored in earlier in the day. As I begin to practice this, I learned that energetically I could hold a larger and larger space around me for where I anchored. And then as I was around other people, I could actually invite them into this energy, this space that I had created where I'd anchored myself at a two. And we would have conversations and they would end up walking away from the conversation having anchored themselves at a two on the scale. This is what I mean when I call this episode being a change agent. I think so often we use the the empath gift or the feeler's gift to protect ourselves because that's all we knew how to survive. But the interesting thing is it's a muscle that we already had. And so it wasn't just so that we can survive, it's so that we can thrive. And as I began practicing this in my life, I learned I was able to hold my anchor more and more and I became stronger and stronger. And while I walk into places now and I do experience what's happening in the atmosphere, it's I find my anchors more quickly, I take deep breaths and I expand my anchors further into the room. This has been a really fascinating experience for me as an empath, as a feeler, to kind of try some of this. I remember one time I did an experiment where I walked into a grocery store and I was just doing regular grocery shopping. I wasn't planning on doing an experiment. And all of a sudden there were these kids that walked by me and it felt, it actually honestly felt kind of chaotic. And so in that moment I stopped and I became still and I took three deep breaths. And as the children got closer to me, they actually began to calm down. It was the weirdest experience to imagine that just because someone is encountering an energetic atmosphere I have created, that they're actually buying into it. But the longer I thought about it, I was like, that is exactly what I do as an empath or a feeler. I am adopting the atmosphere around me. And I've had to learn how to, instead of adopting the atmosphere around me, setting the atmosphere around me. Now, Trust me, this is still a work in progress. I am not by any means perfect or incredibly skilled at this gift, but I do know that I've been practicing for quite some time. And as my skill has developed and grown, there have been more things that I've pushed into and that I've learned along the way. So how will this shift your life? If you're an empath, if you find that you're a feeler and you become overstimulated or that you're a highly sensitive person, this kind of a practice is going to help establish you. You don't have to stick with the three 
um, areas of body, finance, and purpose, you can branch out into other areas where you feel like you need to anchor yourself more. That was just a practice. I would recommend when you're starting this to practice this. It's going to sound like a lot, but it takes less than five minutes to practice it every day. Make sure that as you anchor yourself and you find where you fall on this scale, that you're by yourself. Usually it's really great to start in a bathroom. That's a usually a place where we're by ourselves unless you're a mom. And as we practice those things every day and become more aware of what's happening, this is when we can begin to practice how to bring our anchors from the bathroom that we're practicing in into the grocery store where everyone else is existing. I'm not going to lie. There have been times where it has been really challenging to maintain my anchors in the atmospheres that I walk into. But all I do in that moment is I take note of the thing that I'm struggling to maintain. And then I use that as my homework. Here's a really great example. I go to the gym on a regular basis. And I love the gym, but most often the gym is where people are engaging in self-hate the most. And so I've learned that when I go to the gym, I always check myself before I go. How am I feeling about my body? When I work out today, am I engaging in love and care or am I engaging in hate or self-punishment? And when I find where I am on that scale, Once I enter into the gym, I reevaluate again to make sure, have I adopted anybody else's atmosphere as I've walked into the gym? And the cool thing is, I do find that sometimes there are thoughts running through my mind that are not normally mine. And that's when I get to acknowledge, oh, okay, next time when I do this practice, I get to anchor myself in the truth of how I feel about my legs or my arms or fill in the blank. This is a really great example, most often because it's the easiest place to feel this or experience this difference. So as you practice this, as you begin to engage in your anchors, I want to encourage you to practice it every day, to be patient and kind with yourself, and to be able to observe yourself without judgment but with curiosity and almost like you're experimenting a little bit. What does it look like as you grow and become more aware of this muscle? This has been a very unique part of my process of emotional intelligence, mainly because it falls more in the energetic spectrum than it does the emotional spectrum. Okay, I hope what I've shared has helped today. Um, I'm really curious to know how it's going to help you, so please feel free to leave a review or a comment letting me know how it's going. All right, you guys, have a great day. Thanks for listening to Get Sherrod. Before I go, show some love for your favorite podcast by leaving me a review and sharing this episode with your friends. To stay connected, follow me on Instagram at shra.janelle, or if you're interested in starting your own journey to healing, check out my website, shrajanelle.com. You can find the link below.